Welcome to the She Says Podcast with your host, Tara Noma. Join us on a journey of faith, empowerment, and discovery as we explore what it means to be a woman of God in today's world. We're diving into topics that uplift, challenge, and inspire. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and let's get started. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Says Podcast. Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm Tara. <laughs> We have a little bit of a different setup this week, uh, but we're so glad that you've joined us. It's going to be a good day. We've got some good stuff. It was a great weekend. So an amazing weekend. We had some super good friends of Noma's and people I know really well and I love dearly were at our church this weekend. So I'm super excited to kind of like hash through some of that. I didn't get to be there every night, so I'm bummed. And so you're going to have to update me on some of that. Yeah, it was, it, it was so powerful. And it was one of those where it's like, you can't take notes, right? Because it's yep. so much coming at you that you don't want to miss anything. And, yep. and so I got to go back and watch so much, but it, it was just every session we had. Um, the first night was ladies night. Yeah. We had 257. Oh, that's so great. In attendance, which is so great. We had a great time at our golden hour uh, with some food and treats and special mm -hmm. like, little pink drink. Everybody loved. And um, and then a word from Krista. At, that was just fantastic. Yeah, um, rock your socks off. Yeah, totally awesome. rock your socks off. Really life-changing. Um, and really kind of set the whole trajectory of the weekend. Uh -huh, absolutely. Learning, her husband, Sean, um, ministered to the men. They had their man cave breakfast and had their like activities. And then he ministered to the men. And I had picked Krista up and we went and had coffee. And then I brought her to the church and we walked in the room and, and the session's pretty much over. There's just men lingering at the altar. Oh, like, so precious. We walked in and it was like, we both like, wanted to cry because uh, anytime I see men like really pressing in after Jesus and like getting wrecked at the altar, it does something to me. It just, Absolutely. Absolutely. And so there's like all these men and my husband's praying for people and that wrecks me. And um, it just was really good. I guess he went after some pretty hard things. And so there was a lot of, uh, there was a really good response from the men and they were just awesome. like, pressing in. And then Saturday night, um, we all came together, men and women mm -hmm. all there and of all ages. And yeah. what, that's what I loved about the whole weekend is it wasn't like an 18 and older type thing. It was no. all ages. So like our daughters came and, and young boys came um, Absolutely. To our, and then all of us all together. And it was just, it was so good. And um, Saturday night, Sean brought a word that was just like melt your face off. It was awesome. Incredible. And, um, such a response, the hunger in the room was like, I know we've talked about ugly hunger. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. talked about hunger and revival and pressing in for Jesus. And it, I feel like we have been as a body, uh, hungry and moving for revival and like praying for revival. And I feel like this weekend we like hit a new level in this. Come on, come on. And, um, Sunday morning, uh, Krista, ministered and brought a word mm -hmm. um, about how the narrative over the Pacific Northwest is changing in the spirit. Yes. Yes. And it just, it was so powerful. She talked about, um, you know, Simon and how Jesus, he had been out all night fishing. Mm -hmm. This came right. And, um, and told him to cast his nets again. And just the whole, like Peter's response, Simon's response, like he's, he had been, fishing all night long yep, and caught nothing. And he's in and he's like kind of given up on the night and he's washed his nets. He's done all his due diligence. He's done yep. everything. He's yep. do. And Jesus comes like Jesus shows up and is like set out to the, to the deep for a, for a catch basically. And he's like, I have, I've toiled all night. Nevertheless, mm -hmm. your word, I'll do it. And it's the yep. nevertheless. Yeah. And, um, and so she really brought this word of like, regardless of what is said about our region, what the enemy's doing, what we see, the diagnosis, yes. the financial crisis we're in, that whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Nevertheless, because nevertheless. when Jesus gets on your boat, yes. when Jesus steps in, everything is nevertheless. 
I love that. Like I'm seeing this, but nevertheless, Jesus is here. And so it just, it really, man, it fired up the people and it was a response of like, no matter what the cost, no matter like, we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. Like no matter the cost, no matter what's going on in the life in our lives is like, nevertheless, we will serve the Lord. And it, it was this like almost recommittal, like recommitting, um, impartation that happened. The, pretty much the whole church was at the altar and it was like, I love it. A fire of God fell. It was like, it was so powerful. And Eric and I were at the altar. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm responding to every altar call right now because it's like, <laughs> I'm so hungry and desperate for Jesus that it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Like, whatever just, you say, God, I don't want to miss anything. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like on my knees and Eric and I were just like on our knees at the altar and just like crying. And Sean came over and prayed for us. And it was just really, really powerful. The prayer he prayed, but then he prayed like, it was like a marking, like she would talked about being marked, like mm-hmm. how you have to be marked. And um, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm marked all the time, right? We go to these services and we have these weekends and we're like, man, yeah. marking weekend. It was a marking. Yeah. Oh and yeah. It's like, we can't rely on last week's marking. Like nope. we marked every day because we got That's a right. presence every day. And um, so as we're like, Eric and I are like crying on the ground, like in, on our knees, like praying and Sean, um, prayed, you know, that the fire of God would brand us. Mm. And when he said that there was this like electricity that shot through me, I'm already on my knees, but like, I start like shaking, jolting. Yes. Like I haven't experienced that. Like I've experienced the spirit a lot, like, and I, all of that. But not to this, not to this level of like where I could not control. I literally could not control the shaking my body was doing. Come on, come on. And um, it was just, it was so powerful. And I really felt um, like, I know we've talked because like, I feel like so much has happened in the last like three weeks, right? With like, oh man, it has been and like, just boom, boom, boom. And like down yeah. Lord and all these things. But it's like, I feel different than I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I feel a confidence I haven't had in my entire life. Like I just That's amazing. like, um, even a boldness in the spirit. And I would say I'm pretty bold in the spirit. Yeah, but like, absolutely. I, like, I would agree. Like there's been an increase of that. And, um, mm-hmm. we were, Eric and I were talking, uh, later in the car and, um, I, it's like, I was like, I, we were going over like what we experienced and just the, just the, the presence of God, the, the glory of God that was in the mm-hmm. room. It was mm-hmm. like, it was one of those kind of like momentum, like you get in the car and it's like, how do you, how do you quantify that? Mm-hmm. You really can't. Um, but we were talking about it and I was talking to him about the shaking and I was like, I haven't experienced that in a long time. And the Lord reminded me and I, I felt like it was so timely and so in like line with what what we've been talking about and just words that God has given me over the last number of months. But um, the last time I experienced shaking in my body like that was after giving birth. Oh, come on. Yeah. When you physically give birth, a lot of times your body kind of goes into a shock type thing and Mm -hmm. will tremble Mm -hmm. and shake. Absolutely. And that's, that's what like the Lord reminded me um, and I knew the Lord was reminding me of it. And I felt like it was so significant uh, for me personally, uh, just because like I've, the Lord has been speaking to me so much about birthing and about mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. new season and about all of that. And I felt like, okay, Lord, like I've given birth to something. Yeah. Now the birthing has happened now. Yeah. 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 And it's like, this is like the, it's done type of yep. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of and so it was just really cool. It was, it was a cool thing. And and the Lord, uh, the Lord is just so good and, um, getting to kind of what we want to talk about today. Uh, I was, I had picked up our speaker, Sean and Krista from their hotel on our way to church Sunday morning. And I, I'm a huge football fan. Tara likes football and yep, I love football. John's a sports guy. And so we were talking and they're from the, the San Francisco Bay area. And so obviously the Super Bowl coming up is the San Francisco 49ers and oh, yeah, yeah. the Chiefs. Well, I'm going for the Chiefs um, because 
I used to like the 49ers. I lived, I grew up in Southern California and they were kind of my team with like, um, Joe Montana and Steve Young. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aaron. All that. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to Seattle when I was 18 and the Seahawks became my team and yeah. the Seahawks and the 49ers are huge. They rivals. do not, they are so, rivals. So I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> love you guys, but I can't cheer for the 49ers. Cannot, cannot cheer Maybe for the 49ers. one day that will change, but I don't, I don't think so. So sorry. So no. I had seen this, uh, kind of real article thing about Brock Purdy, who is the quarterback of the 49ers and he loves Jesus. He's a believer and yeah. I love everything he says. Like, I'm always like, you go Brock Purdy. Wish you were on our team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of a thing. Wish I could cheer for you. I can't, but you know, I like, love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was reading this thing that came across my Instagram of a quote that he said, because I had er earlier had been listening. And if you know me at all, all I listen to in my car is sports radio or mm -hmm. worship. And that's it. And um it's true. Can, and, can well, confirm. And sometimes Taylor Swift. But and there's other things too, but like usually when my daughter's in the car, when it's just me, it's sports radio or worship. And so I had heard a thing on the sports radio that Cam Newton, who used to be a quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, mm -hmm. he made this statement about Brock Purdy that there are 10 other players on the 49ers team that are better than him. Now, this is, he's kind of, Brock Purdy's a young guy. He's our quarterback. There's a lot of good players on the 49ers this year. Absolutely. I'm not rooting for them. I got, you got to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. They are they are playing their rear ends off and they're they're doing really amazing. Mm -hmm. They're in the Super Bowl. Like so so Cam Newton says this, right? And so what I saw was Brock Purdy's response to this. So I said to Sean, I said, Hey Sean, I said, Did you see what Brock Purdy said? And he goes, Was well, it something about Jesus? Because it's always something about Jesus. I'm like, oh no, it wasn't. So this is what he says. They ask him for his response to Cam Newton saying, um, you know, that there's like 10, 11 other guys on his team that are better than him. And Brock Purdy says, it like kills me. He says, well, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL and Cam Newton isn't one of them. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, burn. Like burn to the burn. max. Like, I was burn like, to the max. That makes me like you even more, Brock Purdy. And I right. want to cheer That's for right. you a little bit. But it just like struck me so funny. That's like great. I love this it. like good, like solid Christian, sweet guy, right? And his response to criticism is not to lay down, not to like uh cower, right? Mm -hmm. But he's mm -hmm. like, he just speaks truth. Well, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and Cam Newton isn't one of them. Because no. it's he lost his job and nobody else wanted him. So to sit there and say, like, you're not actually playing right now. And yeah. you were good, Cam Newton. But sounds like there's a little bit of maybe seeing one on there. Oh, right. Maybe. <laughs> you know, it just struck me so funny. And then so we were talking about that. And um, it's 444. Sorry, I just happened to look up on my, uh, my oh, yeah. All I, I always see 222 and 444 is what I always say. And every time I see it, I have to say it's 444. So getting things in order, getting things in order, <laughs> getting things in order. So I, so when I tell them that they both have the same reaction we did. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, and so we were like, we love that, you know? And then Sean made this statement that I was like, oh, dang, that's going to preach. And so I told him I would give him credit for it this time. And then I'm owning it. <laughs> so here's and he gave out. me permission. He gave me permission. Yeah, yeah, Thank you yeah. Smith, for your wisdom. Um, but he said, you know, because we're really called to be thresholds, not doormats. That's right. That's and I was right. like, Boom. say that again. Boom. And Chris is mm -hmm. like that, like, say it again. And so he says it like we're called to be thresholds, not doormats. Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, that is so good. And so That's I right. will talk about this concept. And Chris was like, that would preach so much to women. And I'm like, I know I'm taking it. I'm stealing uh, it. Like, so he's like, permission. He's like, you guys take it. Own it. I'm like, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. But then I'm owning it. So that's the credit. So thank you, Sean. But I wanted to talk about this concept because I think so often, and it's like how, like, you know, like if you know me, I think most people would say I'm really nice. 
I would agree with that. I would think most people would say that. Um, And I was kind of raised, taught to be flexible and to be nice. And so kind of to a fault has like been my thing. Absolutely. Um, And so we were talking about in the car over this because so often that's what women are told to be. We're told to be nice. We're told to be agreeable, which Mm -hmm. is what nice means. I looked up the meaning of nice and it, it literally is agreeable. It's not like compassionate. It's no, not, it, it's, it's not empathetic. It's not empathetic. No, it's not caring for others. No, nope. agreeable. Yeah. So we are taught to be agreeable at all costs for the yeah. sake of being nice. That's right. We're not called to be nice. No, we're called to be kind. Yes, and kind is different. Kind. There. Kind, I will tell you what kind is. Kind is a whole different thing. It's not kind is not agreeable at all. No. It does look for the interest of others. That is something it does. Um, but I let me before I tell you what kind is, it I had like told Tara this morning, I text her, I'm like, okay, we gotta talk about this today. Like mm-hmm. this is what it said. And then literally, um, I opened up Instagram and there was a post from Jordan Peterson, who we both love, yep. talking about the concept of being nice. And I was like, okay. So part of the thing, it says, Carl Jung wrote about the biblical idea that you should treat your neighbor as if he were yourself. It's often read as something like, you should be nice to people, right? That's what we're told. Mm-hmm. You want people to be nice to you, you be nice you to be nice people. to them. Yep. But that's not what it means at all. Nice Mm -hmm. is a very low-end virtue. Yeah. It means that you should treat your neighbor as if he or she is someone you wish to encourage and develop. Mm -hmm. But you should also have the same attitude toward yourself, regardless of what your opinion is of yourself. Yeah. I just thought it was so um, timely Like here we're talking about um, equipping women to use their kingdom voice, right? Right. Yeah. Release a kingdom sound. And yet all the while, like we're been given this kind of really this uh, almost a theology, I think, if to like. Some well, so- you got to you you do got to take a step back because there theologically is a misnomer in the church about women being submissive, which is very much what being nice is. Right. The and way that is not the way we look at submission. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. It, it, yeah. There's this feel there to for women to literally be submissive. And that's not what scripture is meaning in that context. And so unfortunately we have this doctrine now that women are nice. Women are submissive. They don't have voices. They can't speak up. You you can't talk in church. You can't do this. You can't do that. Where to be, you know, take care of the kids, be seen and not heard all of these things. Mm -hmm. And it just clamps down Mm -hmm. on the God-given potential we have, even when we, and even when we get free from that, then you see the other spectrum come, which you know, it's where not you've a got, godly sound. You, yeah, it's not a godly sound either, right? It's like, it's like the opposite isn't always the right move either, right? You know, like figure out kind of what what it means to be a woman in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. using our authority and our voice with a kingdom sound that isn't agreeable, that right. isn't nice, right? No. Um, because really going to submission, submission in the context of scripture, it's a military term. That's Actually, right. It's yep. not a doormat. It's no. not a, a lording over. It's no. a military term that actually gets in position to help them right. fight the battle. That's right. That's, that's what submission is. It is not this lording over. I'm going to step on you. Like you have to do everything I say. That's not, that's not no, it at all. Because in the Honor, heat of the battle, in the heat of the battle, somebody has to have the final say. Somebody you has can't to have, have yeah. two people up in front trying to like right. take the, take the reins because yeah. then no, the troops don't know where to go. And the troops yeah. ultimately 
like your family or the church, yeah. or, you yeah. know, all of that. Right. And they don't know where to go if they don't know who to follow. And there so has to be an order. There isn't, there is an order. The, um, the biblical family is a picture of the church, which is a picture of kingdom authority. Right. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately we have to, it's the same thing when we're submitting to God, it's the same principles that come into a play that we are allowing him to lead. And often as women, we, um, struggle with allowing this, especially with all of the, um, you know, we, you have a lot of people coming out anti-feminist, right? right? Which, which I would not say I'm not anti-feminist, but I am definitely not a feminist either. But right. the anti-feminist movement is, is counter biblical. Mm-hmm. It's it not absolutely is counter biblical. It's not, it's not the, the opposite is, is not the same. And so then you have this idea now that we're training all of these people to lose their voice, lose their influence and become exactly the doormats that you're talking about. Yeah. We, we get into this thing. We don't want to be offensive, right? We want to be tolerant. We want to be all of these things. Well, you know, Jesus wasn't nice. He was, he was kind. He was kind. (laughs) He was compassionate, but he wasn't nice. He would, he told you like it was. That's right. In that, if you have that idea, that framework in your mind that I'm a threshold, not a doormat, that means you're carrying people into freedom or you're taking them out of darkness. Like you are taking them over something. Yeah. Yeah. You're not being stepped on. Like you're the one going through, Mm -hmm. like the threshold that other people can walk through. That's right. And so as women, we have to have that idea in our minds that we are not like, we are not at war with men, right? right. I'm going to say that dead out. We are not at war with men. We are men. not at war with we men. We are not trying to usurp them. We're not trying to take their place. None of that. We have to be together. We have to work together. It's why God said it's not good for man to be alone. That's right. That's right. Like we, he needed, he needed woman, right? Man yeah. needed woman. And so it's not that we're trying to take the place of a man. No, we're trying to take our place. That's right. And for so long, women have been trying to take the place of the man that the woman's place has been vacated. Mm-hmm. And now the world is like, well, what is a woman? Yeah, nobody can tell you now. And nobody can tell you. Well, we can here on well, the we can tell podcast. You. We're, and we will. And we <laughs> and will. We will. We are going to tell you. <laughs> But I really want our listeners and for us personally to get this concept. And like, for me personally, like, like, I'm so tired of being nice. I mean, let's be fair. I probably should be a little bit more nice. I mean, I'm definitely, I don't, I I love you just the way you are. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I definitely like between the two of us, I'm not the nice one. (laughs) It's okay. But, But some of that. Uh, you know, we take on nice and it really becomes a fear of man and a people pleasing. That's thing. right. Yeah, that's uh, true. We're trying to be nice when in reality, no, we're actually in fear of man because we're fear of the response. We're fear. You're of right. Fear of, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, no, like we need to speak truth. That's what Jesus did. He spoke truth, but he did it in love and in kindness. Uh-huh. And we are to be in kind, like, Yes, kind, but in kind with him. Like we're in the likeness of him. That's who we were created to be. That's right. That's right. Is the same as being of the same kind. And so if you think about kindness, like yes, it's it's the caring for others, it's all of that, but it's also being in kind the same as as Jesus. Like that's who we are called to be like him. Well, it's it's you know, we've talked about this a lot too. It's about understanding your assignment too, right? So knowing what to say yes to, knowing what to say no to, right? Because out of being kind, you get yourself in trouble because of that people pleasing, that fear of man, that then you're continually saying yes, because you're always trying to be agreeable. And there are things in life that you need to say no to. And there are things, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no, no. This topic just just fires me up. So I'm like, (laughs) it's just like, you know, like there are things that we, we need to be, um, there are times where we need to let our no be what's heard because yes, 
multifaceted. One, we need to care for ourselves. One, we need to be, or two, we need to be yoked with Jesus. Three, sometimes people need to hear no. Like sometimes that's the best thing for them is no, I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way. No, I'm not going to take you talking like that in front of me. No, I'm not going to let you treat me that way. You know, there's a, there's a myriad of things where we can like slap that. Well, I should just be kind. I'll just be, I'll come at them in the opposite spirit of kindness. And that's not always the right response. Yeah. Because mine's. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it says blessed are the peacemakers. The peacemakers weren't always the ones that came in and were the kind doormats. Sometimes the peacemakers had to make war because that was what was needed in order. That was what was going to bring peace. Yes, that's right. Sometimes you have, sometimes there's war to create peace. That's right. Yeah. And I think we forget that often as Christians is that we want to you know, we see Jesus, I think sometimes as this hippie, peace loving, you know, uh, whatever hippie in our mind. And that's not the right picture of who he was. When the church was out of line, he flipped the tables. That's right. That's right. And he started, he did that in the church. He didn't do that in the world. Exactly. Boom. Right? In the church. And because the church was out of order. This is something I, I, uh, the reason I just, I have been so bugged by something that happened this week um, or that I just saw come up, but like, and you know, like I am a Swifty, but I'm not like, I don't love everything she does. And I don't like that. She supports Joe Biden and says she's a Christian. Like I, you know, the, that thing, like, not that I'm saying who to vote for or anything like that, but the, the concept of what the party stands for, right. We don't Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't line up with Christian values. A lot of it. So I, I, there are, there are things that I don't like about that, but what I literally distaste and cannot stand is that we have these conservative men coming out and saying things against her because they don't like what she had to say. Like, I wonder how many eggs she still has available. I wonder, like ridiculous. These are men who claim to be God fearing Christian men conservative men and they're attacking this young woman for saying things for what that opposite of what that they believe in or yeah. like you know or because they're she's supporting the other candidate and they're they are trashing her and yeah. and so i'm like i don't even know where what were we talking about <laughs> um we were talking about jesus flipping the tables in the church in the tables he mm-hmm. didn't do that to the world. He didn't he didn't go to the woman at the well and, and blast her to everybody. No. He talked to her personally. That's and right. he, he like created like this, he had a conversation with her. And then That's he right. said, because she said, Oh, I don't have a husband. Then she said, then he said, Well, that's true because you've had five and the one isn't isn't your husband. He read the mail, but it was after he had like opened a rapport. Mm -hmm. And not like what I said. (laughs) I don't know. I, you know what? It must be like a sound. Like when I take a drink or something. Oh, maybe it doesn't like it. Maybe Um, it's just funny. It's just funny. Um, But it just comes out like, yay. Um, But when I saw that this morning, I thought we got to do better. We got to do better. If we want to reach the world, we have to do better. Yeah. Right now, um, there's things like our vice president. I saw a real, like I saw somebody, uh, Jesse Green, who's an incredible revivalist pastor in, in the South. She posted something today and it was a film clip of our vice president, Kamala, with a room full of social media influencers influencers from New York and California targeting those areas and talking about abortion and how uh and it cha- totally changed the narrative of the truth of what's going on and how since Roe v Wade was overturned it's taken away you know all these women's rights and and it has taken away care from women who suffer a miscarriage, which is a lie, which isn't true. And so, and there's they're trying to spin this and get kind of the social media 
uh, platform going, having all of these influencers now talk about it so that it brings it up in all the algorithm. That's what she was talking about. Everybody needs to be talking about this. So this is the focus of the conversation. And it's like, we got to have a kingdom voice where we're not nice, where we stand yeah. up and say, this is not right. And, yep. and that we are the threshold for freedom, that we're the threshold for truth, and that we don't lay down because we're afraid of uh, offending somebody. We're afraid of losing followers. We're afraid of somebody not liking us. Like, we got to get over that because things are happening in the world that we as the body of Christ, as the church, we've got to stand up and have our voices be heard on and That's not right. and not like criticize and and malign and like be jerks to a young woman who needs jesus okay so because you kind of cut out just a little bit um oh, sorry no 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 it's okay it's just i think the camera was like trying to grab you and you cut out a little bit explain just really quickly again what kamala was telling the influencers because i think it's oh. important to hear that piece mm -hmm. in so say that again so she was telling the influencers and you can find it. It's like, you can find the video of it. She was telling them that everybody, like all of them, the influencers needed to talk about it, post about it so that mm -hmm. it gets in the feed so that it's all the topic of conversation. So yeah. that's what everybody is hearing. And because she's playing on this, this uh, thing that uh, the lie of it, which is what the enemy does. He takes some and he twists it. Mm -hmm. uh, that with the uh with Roe v. Wade being overturned, that it takes care from a woman who suffered a miscarriage, which is not the truth. It's not true. And and it's not not only is it not true, it is a blatant lie. It has blatant nothing lie. to do with it's a blatant lie. It has nothing to do with miscarriages. It has nothing to do with um anything like even care like um you know, there's a lot of rumors going around about uh, women who have um, ectopic pre uh, pregnancies. It it does not remove care from those women. It doesn't remove care from women who have some. I'm, and and frankly, I, I am now somewhat of an authority in this right uh, sector. Right, like I live. This is literally what I do for a living now. Mm -hmm. And so it's 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 frustrating because as Christians, you're right. We just lay down and just go, okay, well. Hope we're nice. Hope we're okay. And Hope the thing we're all right. is, like, we are not a political show. Okay. So if you like, this is not where you're going to come to get your political insight because that's not us. We'll tell you our opinion. We're going to get, and we're going to give you a biblical worldview. And we'll from give you which a biblical worldview. Make yeah. some choices. But the whole point of our show is not to be political. So I want to no. just say that, that point, point blank. Like, we, our goal is not to be political, but we cannot. We cannot uh, turn, you know, turn a blind eye to what's right in front of our faces. No. And so, like, we have to be willing to put the nice aside That's and, right. and speak out for what's true and use our voices in a, with a kingdom sound to, mm -hmm. and, and yes, move in the opposite spirit, but not, not in so far, like, the opposite well, we need like we need to bring some clarity to that because because we I think we need to get rid of that term. I think we need to get rid of the term the opposite spirit. I think we need to mm -hmm. be in we need to come at it from a different spirit. We need to come at it yeah. from a biblical um holy yeah, spirit that perspective, right? Yeah, that's good because I think the opposite spirit it's like you know it's not always it's not always the same. It's not always right. Like so no. Yeah. I mean, obviously the opposite of dark is light, right? We know that. And, and so we got to bring the light to the dark places. And yeah. so as kingdom women, what does that look like for us to not be nice? What Absolutely. does it look like for us to stand for what's right? Yep. Not berate, belittle, um, you know, blast, but to bring truth, you know, yep. I, I think, we have done a disservice, like these men have done a disservice to the body of Christ, to the conservative movement mm -hmm. because of the way they're acting. They're absolutely acting 
so jerky and and so what the world thinks we are and that's what is so maddening to me and it's like not because it's taylor swift if it was anybody i would feel the same way absolutely because my heart breaks for her because because they it's really un like it's unnecessary like like you can disagree, right? But I call a foul unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Yeah. <laughs> 15 yard penalty. That's right. Like, you know, kick you off the team, Charlie Kirk. I mean, like, come on. Like, I- I'm going right. to start That's calling right. out names. Like, That's right. Really, I mean, it's really unfortunate. It really is. And, and I and I know like well, it's people who have a have a really good platform with a lot of people who listen to them who are now mis coming out and shame on them for doing it because you yes. know what I really like what what these guys have to say I do too. 95% of the time that 5% of the time that's the stuff that gets the sound bites and, and now like, I don't want to hear them now yeah. I don't want to hear them and like and I typically agree with most of what they have to say but yeah. now I'm like I don't even want to listen to you because you just you just tarnished every good thing that you would say because of how you're treating her it's just not good. No, although nobody, okay. nobody's going to want to listen. The world true, is not true. The, the world, the world is not going to want to listen. I, I do think too, that there is an element of, um, just accountability that you, that you have to have when you're in the public sector like that. Um, there is a lot less room for grace in mm-hmm. your errors. And I do think, you know, at, as a whole, we should extend some grace, but there's a lot less room when you've got a platform like Charlie Kirk's platform. Like you, you have, have to be careful. Like that, and you have so many people that like hang on every word you say and, mm-hmm. and believe every word you say and, and actually kind of enact what you say. Like, yeah. like you can't say stuff like that. No. You just, you can't. It was a group of three guys and they're talking about it. And it's like, you can't talk, you can't, you can't say stuff like that. Like, well, it's, what, is it's, your, what does your wife say about that? What does yeah, your it's, say about that? It's rules, it, you know, and it's also rules for me, not rules for thee. Right. And, and you know, it, it's really, we have to move beyond that. And I think that's the part as a Christian where we are needing to be nice and agreeable, even amongst ourselves. So we need to hold each other accountable. Not you know, other. we have to hold each other. That, that's an area where I think as women, um, it's challenging because we face this idea where, um, if it's not, you get, you got a thumbs up on your, Oh, I got a thumbs up on that one. How am I, I don't even know what we're, I don't even know how to turn those off. Like whatever you you did something and then it went a thumbs up. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, at least we're getting thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah, at least we're, you know, we feel like we're having some participation. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's participating here tonight. Uh, we're going to ghost in the computer or something. Um, wrong show for that. Um, but you know, as women, we do a poor job holding each other accountable, even in, even when we're in relationship of like, you know, Hey, I noticed you're struggling. You said this, da, 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 because we're, because going back to being nice, like we're afraid of being not being not nice. Right. We're afraid of being a jerk. We're afraid of hurting people, which we don't yeah. want to hurt people on purpose. Right. No. Like, I mean, that's not the thing. That's not, that's not what we're saying. But part of like, I want to say, I want to kind of give a challenge, almost like an assignment to our listeners. Like, who do you have in your life that you've given permission to speak into your life? That's like, right. who, have you, who have you said, hey, if, if I start being a jerk, if I start like going off, you have, I give you permission to pull me back. Like, I have real you, permission. Like, like real permission, yeah. like, and that you're not going to take offense by it. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, as women, to release a kingdom sound, we have to be committed to being unoffendable. That's right. We That's right. To. We have to be unoffendable. We have to be quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. We have to be quick to move on. We and we we have to allow some accountability in our lives. That's right. So that we can stay uh, looking like Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because if if you have this is why so many like we see so many celebrities. And so many people who um, are well known end up uh, committing suicide, end yeah. up addicted to, to substances, 
um, end up, you know, blowing all their money. And well, up, even in the church, end up in infidelity. End, end up, up in infidelity. Like we see it all, all throughout yep. the church world yep. and like the world world. It's because they haven't allowed anybody or or people were too afraid to cross the threshold and say, hey, I care about you enough to say this isn't looking good for you. Like, yeah. are you doing okay? Like, yeah. we got to be willing to be the thresholds for people's freedom and not not be the doormat that's like i don't want to i don't want to cause waves i don't want to like i don't want to offend i don't want to make them mad i don't want to like we have to break off the nice and be kind enough to speak the truth that's right and as the not nice one in the group i can kind of speak <laughs> from experience i opened that door to our friend group a number of years ago and i just said guys i want to be nicer i want I, and, and I want to be more empathetic. I want to be more caring, all those things. Right. Right. And, and, um, you know, I, it, I put some words in my vocabulary, like, Hey, I am not really sure a nicer way to say this. Like, I'm not sure I have the right words to express my heart behind this. So I'm going to say it. Will you help me? And we actually had one of our friends kind of be like, well, I feel like that's an excuse for you to just say whatever you want. And I'm like, no, genuinely it's not. No, it's, it's not, not for me to be able to say whatever I want to say. It's that, you know, I need a place where I can learn and grow that's safe. And I thought that was here. And I thought that I could do that and have that kind of preface of like that. And I have a great group of friends who, who will be like, oh, maybe don't say it that way. Yeah. Or I'll be like, I could have said that a little different or yeah, like, you know, you know, or retrospect, hey, maybe you need to go apologize because that was a little rough or mm-hmm. Or even just a, hey, are you doing okay? Like I was just having a conversation with my youngest daughter this morning. Um, and she's like, are you mad? And I was like, no, I'm not mad. What's going on? And I was like, hold on, hold on a second. Let me, okay. I said, let me assess. I'm a little stressed out right now. So I'm probably not responding appropriately. Will you right. please forgive me? And we have to have that permission. And so I, yeah. and I told her, I said, these next few days are going to be a little stressful. So um, if I seem xyz insert negative emotion right i said um call me on it tell me hey mom that doesn't feel feel great are you okay and just ask me if i'm okay i i said you're also 15 so like also make sure that you be nice to mom like right right don't be a jerk (laughs) but like i'm not trying i'm i i really want to be careful at how i treat my family even in those moments so you have to be vulnerable with people and let them in and say hey I'm not doing great right now. Yeah. I don't have a good response for this right now, or I don't have a better language for this. Um, or maybe even I'm afraid to tell you this. Right. But I feel like you need to hear X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. You know, I love you, but I love that that you say that, like, I'm afraid to tell you this right now, but my love for you basically is greater than my fear. Yep. And that's where we, that's really what we have to come to. Like, absolutely. Like it's, it is, it is scary to be thresholds. It, it is. Because, it is. Absolutely. Because it's like, you know, it, it feels better to be nice, but it, actually, does. it doesn't actually, it doesn't like it's, it feels good to be a kind person and to be in the moment, in nice. the moment, sometimes the it moment, feels better, but mm-hmm. In retrospect, like for me, I'm always like, hmm, no, because what happens is when you get resentful, mm-hmm. then you're like, then, then like gossip can happen because you really want to say what you really feel. Right. And so then it's like all of these things. So it's, it ends up becoming this like uh snowball. No, uh, well, it wasn't you and I. Emotions. And it's just because if I would have just said, hey, that doesn't feel great. Or are you okay? Or. Um, no, I really can't do that this time, or I'm afraid to tell you this, but I, you know, it it would just be better if that happened than to like lay down, play nice, and then be resentful and regret for however long until you're over it. Well, the reality is, is that we're really called to be, um, be the light. Well, light shines on things, right? 
That's and right. so sometimes we need to shine on the darkness in our own attitudes. Sometimes we need to shine on the darkness of our offense. Sometimes we need to shine on the darkness of whatever bad situation. Okay. And we need to just say, you know what? I don't, I don't know the, I, I don't know the better way to say this. I don't have words that make this feel nicer coming out, but what you got to know is I love you. Yeah. And I'm only saying this because I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you understand how, you know, when you said that, it made me feel or these people feel or, you know, or yeah. it was, you know, kind of taken, like, maybe you're mad and I don't think you're mad, but maybe you right. are, you know, like right. whatever the scenario is. And I just think we don't give each other enough credit mm -hmm. that love covers a multitude of, of things. That's and right. we have to allow the love of Christ to cover a multitude of things. Yeah. And that includes not being nice sometimes. That's and, right. and so I would even, so I'm going to like, even a counter challenge too, is like, make sure you've got somebody who is speaking into your life, but then also make sure that you're checking yourself when they do. Yes. For how you're responding. For, that's right. Because right. it can be rough. It yeah. can be rough. Yeah. Cause you're responsible like for how you respond. That's, that's, right. that's it. And it's like, you, like there's a difference between responding and reacting. Mm -hmm. right? Like responding really takes a minute and like, yep. and thinks about it. Reacting is that like right away I'm mad, right away this, right away that. Right. Yeah. And, yep. um, and it reminds me like, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here or not, but like, um, when my oldest daughter, when she was going to, to college, I was like super sad. And, uh, she only went to college two hours away, but like, it, it was, was far, it was far. Um, and we're very close and uh, I was just really struggling with the idea of her not being home and being gone. And, and, but I knew it was God calling her to do it and to go and to move and, and to go into this thing that she was doing. And, and it really was so good for her. Um, but I remember sitting, I was doing my devotions in the morning and I was like crying my eyes out and just like lamenting, like Maddie's moving yeah. away. And I was like, yeah. lamenting. and the Lord asked me a question and it, it has changed my perspective on, on, on so many situations. He said, are you going to respond to what I'm doing in her life? Or are you going to react to the way it's making you feel? Mm, and I so was like, good. Ooh. Ugh. Right. Boom. Right. And oh like, gosh. In that moment, it's like, it doesn't matter what I feel. Mm -hmm. I, my only response is yes. That's right. The only That's response. Right. And in situations, like we have to look really close. Am I responding or am I reacting to what mm -hmm. way this situation is making me feel? Because our feelings are valid and real, but they're not always truth. That's and right. We have to respond in truth and not react out of our feelings. That's and right. We're talking about this concept of being thresholds and not doormats. We got to take that into account too. Like a lot of the times we become doormats because we're reacting to how we're feeling in a situation. That's right. That's so good. So we're just going to like lay down. We're going to be agreeable and nice. Mm -hmm. So that situation goes away when really God is like, no, I need you to respond in a different way spirit. I need you to re respond in a different way so that there's a threshold moment here and you're leading yourself and somebody else into freedom, or you're leading some light into the situation or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, yeah. we have to like kind of look at things like that. Like, am I going to respond or react? Um, and, and so often we react and that's mm -hmm. how we unlike the nice doormat. Yeah. I feel like it's so pivotal that we have to learn what our place as women is in the body of Christ again. And we really need to identify that. And I think this is such a pivotal kind of, um, again, that crossing over to the threshold to where we need to go. So kind of that idea now of like, we want, we want women's voices to be empowered. We want you to yes. find who you're going to yes. be. Yes. Um, along the way. And we're hoping that you're going to take this concept and kind of really evaluate, look at yourself. Mm -hmm. You could be on either end of the spectrum. You could be like me, um, Tara, where I'm just like going to be the meanest person in the room or you That's could blazing. be like Noma or <laughs> where you're being the nicest person in the room. Right. And so then 
And it's this paradigm of like, you could be on either end of the spectrum here. We're not saying, uh, yeah. and both are wrong. Both right. are really wrong. Both of them are wrong. So how yeah. do we, how do we bring it to center? Who is Jesus? That's right. right. Center. So if, if Jesus is the center of our life, if Jesus yep. is the center of everything that we do, right. And, and we talked about like ugly hunger a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, about how, mm-hmm. how it affects, it disrupts every part of your life. That's right. If Jesus is center in your life then that means the way you're talking is different. The way you're thinking is different. The way you respond is different. Like yep. all of those things change because Jesus is center. It's not about you and you how you feel anymore. No. It's Jesus and what Jesus says. Yeah. And that's where we have, that's kind of the tying it up with a bow. I think, I don't know how much time we're at, but. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. Kind of tying, tying it up with a bow, like really Jesus is center. And so with him being center, um, then we c- we don't have to do this pendulum swing because nope, if we yep. just come back to who Jesus is, who he is the truth, he mm-hmm. is the way, he is yep. the life, he is light, he is, you know, all of those things. And yeah. we take every threshold situation to the center, mm-hmm. right? Then, and we follow him, we're yoked to him, like we talked about last week. That's we're right. We're yoked to him and we follow his leading. Then, yeah, we are going to be thresholds. And that's not- right. That's right. Now, that's so good. I'm so, I just love leaving kind of that takeaway of like really evaluate yourself this yeah. week. Really yeah. take that. I'm going to be doing that again, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm getting Jesus at the center. And, and I know you will too. And we hope that all of you listeners will do the same thing. So, and we so appreciate um, how many of you have have uh, followed us, have listened, have commented, have said to us, you know, face to face how much you're enjoying it. We really appreciate it. Um, we would ask that you, you know, like and share and, um, you know, leave a comment sometimes on our Instagram, like uh, yeah. we'll ask a question occasionally, but like leave a comment what stuck out to you. We'd love to know what you'd want to hear us talk about in future episodes. So you can message us or comment um, on our social media um, and let us know. But because really this is for you. Um, we talk about what's on our mind and on our hearts, but really we want to, we want to bless you. We want to empower you. We want to, um, hear you use your voice, uh, in a godly way because your voice is vital. Absolutely. All right. Have a great week, you guys. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us on the She Says podcast. We hope you felt inspired and encouraged by today's conversation. Remember you are valued, loved, and have a vital role in God's kingdom. Stay tuned for more episodes and don't forget to like and share this podcast. Until next time, God bless.